0: Why, hello there. This is DJ Art of the High Score 510 podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you why Jesus will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash. High score five one zero, and for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help AG three afford his Peloton subscription. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening, you are listening to High Score five one zero. We're real, talk I don't
1: mind talking about death. I mind talking about yeah, your, your bare ass in a in a <laughs> casket. I oh, just don't oh. even wanna.
2: That's my <laughs> final gift to the world.
1: So gift is, you know, we could uh, we could we could talk about that term. And it's gonna be on. an
2: open casket funeral
1: too. Yeah, we gonna that.
2: turn it into a gift is what we can turn it into. <laughs> and <laughs> as soon gift. as someone start twerking at the funeral, I want someone just to shoot a gun in the air three times. Oh man, uh, please don't make that down. <laughs> <No. laughs> Uh, just gonna <laughs> be in my, i just going to be in my living will.
0: <laughs> Don't attend uh, AG3's funeral if you are easily offended.
2: Hey, hey, just to let people know, I made sure that I put on the list that we be burning incense so it won't smell like bare ass in there. Because I ain't Ooh. getting embalmed. I want all my shit still in there. Hey, this man got a shitty ass sticking out the coffin. That's what they're going to say. God damn, Aaron. Got uh, me to the end.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's watch. <laughs> to Juneteenth, wow. y'all. Everyone needs to get them a
3: beautiful white
0: woman. That's why <laughs> Lincoln, Lincoln freed the I, I,
3: My early runs, I used to, uh, every June, Juneteenth, I would find a beautiful white woman. Long time ago, long, long time ago, a long, long time ago.
2: That's how you celebrated Juneteenth? I, I was outside. I'm sorry I'm late. I was outside sle- selling I survived Juneteenth t-shirts.
3: No.
0: <laughs>
2: In Oakland. I survived it. <laughs>
0: It had some <laughs> good stuff going on in Oakland yesterday, though. There was some good Must stuff popping, yeah. But then was there was a also camp. a
2: sh- there was also a
0: shooting on one part of the Lake. The other part of the lake actually was over there by the Henry J Kaiser and that lawn. Yeah, had like a whole thing going on that was, you know, supposed to be pretty nice. All right, well, uh, Dalek, I what need up? a letter. What up? I need a letter.
1: You need a letter? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's say more. Any letter. Any letter? I like
2: it. I always wait to see who what, who thinks. Jerry don't know how to phrase it. He just <laughs> opens it up, and then people sitting there are like, well, I mean, what, what do you want me? Is, is this for a job interview or something? People have no idea what the hell he's talking about. And, he, and they give me a letter. And then I just wait to hear what they say, and I'm like, yeah, he needs a recommendation for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, man. We're going to go, you know, just because this is how I start my name. We're going to go with D. All right. All right.
0: Daffodils,
1: dandelions, mm.
0: divisive degradation,
1: mm. Mm. disputes, mm. mm.
0: dualipa,
1: mm. mm. dongles,
2: mm.
0: Usman Dembele. Usman
2: <laughs> Dembele. At least they all started with D this time. <laughs>
0: Django. <laughs> Uh, d is <laughs> the d is silent y'all don't even know uh welcome ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the high score 510 podcast you can catch us at high score 510 on the instagram the youtube and the twitter um at hipster horcrux by the way on the twitter um okay. also check us out, check us out on our patreon page at patreon.com backslash high score 510 to hit hit up our exclusive content and our Ooh. special segments Mm-hmm. um and we are here with
2: uh this is aaron grace i'm also known as ag3 and i'm sitting up here coming at you faster than i wasn't come fast at all because i'm late sorry everybody here's your
0: sound bite aaron
2: all my life i've only been able to think about one thing white women and now at last i'm going to have one <laughs> Oh, this is my favorite movie growing up. One of my favorite movies.
1: <laughs> uh, Why have I never seen this movie? What is it? <laughs> Soul man. Oh man, it's
2: called Soul Man. It came out in the eighties. It was really? we were young. Ooh.
1: We were young. I have seen
0: parts of it. I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't remember ever watching it one time all the way through, but I remember it was always on when I was a kid. And I was like, That dude looked like he don't look like he black, black. Is he something really? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um all right. Hey, Paige, are you there? Pedro ain't right there. We're to move on with that, Pedro. That's fine.
2: I will end him. this is uh Captain the local captain, Captain P Funk. Uh I'm back here, I'm driving through Arizona in the own rig now, left lane, left lane moving. <laughs> One
0: knee is for the team, two knees is for Jesus. That's what Pedro are say. All right. And we are here with our guest today. You want to introduce yourself, sir?
1: Uh, my name is Dalak Brathwaite um, on Instagram, Dalak underscore Leon. Um, yeah, man. Call me D. Call me Dalek. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody who uh, who knew me like before 25 pretty much calls me. But I had to switch it up on them, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I couldn't keep letting um, – white people tell me what my name was. You feel me? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel you, I feel you, brother. Well, here's your sound bite.
2: Go get my heroin and my hypodermic needle, bitch.
0: Give me some more watermelon while you're at it. Yes, dear. White fat ass slut.
4: What
2: you looking at? <laughs>
4: That's um, <about> right.
2: <laughs> this movie captures the fears, man, like you wouldn't believe. It captured the fears so well. <laughs>
1: Bro, bro, <laughs> I gotta see this movie, man. I'm telling you, man. It seems so problematic in, like Callaway, <laughs> LA, and I just need to know it.
0: Wait, so this movie, told so man, he 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 started painting his skin uh, darker to, to pass as a black
2: dude. Nah, he took some pills or something. He uh, so so he 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 didn't get accepted in Harvard. He was like in some separate program, and he didn't get accepted in Harvard Law. He was at Harvard or at some other school. And he's like, I was on the top of the class, but he figured it was because of affirmative action, right? And he was like, came from like a kind of rich class family. So mm. his friend and them had this idea, and they went to like the science lab, and somebody discovered something that it was. I don't know if it was a pill. I think it was a pill or something he could take. It was. It was. I forgot that part. But somehow he's able to look black, you know. I don't know if he was painting the skin. He might have been painting the skin, to be honest. I don't remember. I it's just like remember.
1: some pharmaceutical blackface.
2: It was yeah. either pharmaceutical blackface or he painted. I can't remember. Wow. Whichever wow. way it came either out way. perfect.
1: Either way. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. They, 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 uh, they got, they got that Lincoln Osiris uh, uh, treatment. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> uh, all right. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art with two T's for a double dose of that Tink Tink.
1: The mm. D is violent,
0: so it is just Jart.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Here's my sound bite.
4: Juneteenth, being legalized and the mere fact that our black politicians who ain't done a damn thing for us went along with it, Juneteenth has officially become Coon Team.
2: Did I say that yesterday, Jerry? It San that it was cool teeth in some places. I did I say that yesterday? Wow, That's my you know, boy, Tony B. B. I hate to see that being told being told to be conscious on the same wavelength.
1: He kind of looked like he in blackface too.
2: <laughs>
1: uh you know about Tony
0: B, though, right?
1: I don't know about no Tony B, bro. Uh, you know
0: about Tony B, bro? You got to learn about it. you learn you something about Tony B, conscious. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, you be spitting verses, bro. <laughs> Y'all gotta do
1: a collab. I'm not impressed by Coon Teeth. Coon Teeth is I'm not impressed.
2: <laughs> well, well, the problem is, you don't want Juneteenth to turn into Coon Teeth.
4: I'm not, I'm sure, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure, but. Mm, mm.
0: Like, it's great to have you on, brother. Um, Thank you,
1: man. Back uh, a little
0: sometime, you know what I'm saying? Back to Davis days. Davis.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: man. So um, tell us about yourself. Tell us, you know what I'm saying? Mm. What, what what would you say you do? Yeah, tell mm. us about yourself. Where are you from? Um, and mm. what is it that you are doing and pursuing currently?
1: Okay, straight up. Uh, I am from uh, Sacramento, California, California. For people who know the area, the the Elk Grove suburbs, of Sacramento, California. I am a writer, a performer, a composer. I'm trying to narrow that down. I'm trying to like window that down to maybe just writer and composer. I, I make music and I write dramas and I put that together. And that's what I do, man. So you might see that on the TV screen. You might see that. You know, at the Kennedy Center or Broadway, or you know, um, maybe maybe on a film like you just saw. You know, a few months back, got my master's at NYU, NYU uh, Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. Uh, but I've been doing this for a long time, man. Uh, I got my kind of big start. One, I mean, shout out to the Bay Area. You speaks uh, uh, San Francisco. Oh, did I freeze or Dalek freeze? Dalek,
2: Dalek froze. You know who I blame? I blame you speaks, he's about to blow him up and I ain't got nothing good to say about you speaks. <laughs> he's stupid. Hold on, I you got... know what I'm saying? Like how do you disagree? Dalek, Dalek, you he hear us? Dalek, you freezing. And I'm gonna tell you why you got frozen. <laughs> he's stupid. So as he come back, I'm gonna tell him why he got frozen.
0: It's probably Tony B. Conscious in the in the spit cakes on the side of his mouth. <laughs>
2: come on
0: come on was like man come on was like man he'd just be talking just spit cakes he'd just be building up on the side of his mouth he's just spitting everywhere
2: uh uh brother brother oh Dalik, hey, you he- back did you i'ma tell you why you got frozen man you, you <laughs> over here blowing up you speaks now you speak was great you know it was perfect especially in the year 2000 but uh you no know, i'm not gonna say much about you speak. i remember i met the founder back in my uh nonprofit Ooh. days back in my non-profit days and his right-hand man named mark you know Mark, right? Bamuti Joseph? No, 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 no. Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Joseph. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's him Mark. I call him Mark.
1: Okay, okay.
2: That's a, you know, he was a cool guy, but I knew him back when he was in the Mark days. I'm one of those, you know, you know, one of those that when you get close to somebody, and then they change their name like Muhammad Ali, and you like, look, look, nigga, I was there, I was there when you beat the bitch up. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna call you with your mama named you. I mean.
2: <laughs> What you, you, you witness someone beating the bitch up, you can't fall for that. Tra- I mean, not to say the transformation not not real, we all do change, but it's hard for you to imagine that transformation. No, you he didn't no beat no bitch just let me, know. no, he didn't, no, no, let me put that out there. Joseph did not beat no
4: bitch
2: that was, that was just me saying an example. Okay, uh, Hypothetical example. He might have been there when I beat no <laughs> up, though. I, 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 I didn't do it either, just that, let people know. That would have been a good
1: drama. I mean, for one, you can say whatever you want to say about you speaks, but you gotta, you gotta admit the talent roster that oh, came out of that thing yeah like yeah that. i
2: do give it credit it was it was i think it's a good nonprofit it. i yeah. think it was good non-profit. you know i just didn't like they, they did some la hating when i was part of the nonprofit world i got a lot of la hating back in the day got it, from got LA. It. you trying to get on some fame level why are you over here hating on me
1: no i i mean i get it i understand it you know what i'm saying um i just gotta shout them out because yeah. they're just a crucial part of my story. And I literally would not be doing the things that I'm doing out in the world. And I know a lot of people wouldn't be doing the things they're doing out in the world without them. Uh, but, you know, you know, if you want to talk about the problematic shit about that, I'm down for that. That probably makes some good drama as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping.
2: You know. It's really not them individually. It's the problem. Okay. I'm a Bay Area and I'm pro- Profits in the mm-hmm. fight for money in the fight for survival mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. cold game of like let's create this false this false facade front of we're all in this together but right. you know, behind closed doors and we at the sf foundation we mm-hmm. put it down to get that foundation next, yeah, you, know, you should have heard aaron at the year, la you know, I'm, it. I'm eating i'm eating I'm... the cheap meat at a Safeway.
0: Aaron was at the SF Foundation arguing for his his nonprofit, talking about You Speaks being like,
4: in L.A. on TV, they be selling niggas. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that's what they was basically saying. They were like, you know he from L.A., you know they be selling them. Like, <laughs> you right they do. How the hell you think I got up here? <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I worked off my indenturedness. I was transported. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, all right. Uh, no, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Keep going.
0: Yeah, so, so you froze You froze as you started getting into You Speaks. But yeah. So, um, you speaks as formative to your uh to
1: your to, to the whole, yeah, man. I mean, that that launched me on Death Poetry. That that kind of um gave me a vision. I, you know, Mark Bamuti Joseph was like really my mentor. Um, he directed talent. Yeah, he had talent. He's he amazing. The guy yeah. is
2: talented. I mean yeah. I, he woke me up in a meeting. I'm sitting there in a the meeting, and this <laughs> motherfucker start flowing, and he start doing one of his shits and, and he's spinning around jumping while I'm doing it. I'm like, hold on, motherfuckers, after lunch. I just had a big-ass burrito. San Francisco ain't been gentrified yet. I can still Straight get a good burrito to put me to sleep. Stay up. The man is talented, I'm going to tell you. That. I just remember when his name was Mark, so it's just hard for me to call him by Bermuthi. Oh, gotcha, you and got All of a sudden that came out. I'm like, what? Yeah. what is this? So so is this what motherfuckers went through with Muhammad Ali? I'm like, come on, man. No, nah, he is talented. He is supremely <laughs> talented, one of the most talented. You know, what? it makes me sad that I see all a lot of people who are, you know, in Hollywood. I'm not hating on them, making a living yeah. off of, not having as much talent as someone like Bamoosey. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, I mean, and uh, just also like uh, organizational wise, man. And I mean, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to do myself in terms of just putting a platform for talent to come together because it, it just was a special time, man. And, um, you know, to just to be honest, I just see a lot of the people in the crew who was there just like really blossoming now. and uh, And I'm just proud of that. I'm proud to be a part of it, man. And uh, and yeah, man. So uh, yeah, just been writing, um, performing in my own plays. I, I dropped Spirit Trials in uh, 2015. I was a solo player that I wrote that by Mark uh, directed, and uh, it toured around the country. Um, you know, um, twenty twenty five cities all over the country. Went to the Kennedy Center, um, and then you know, I'm just like now I'm getting courted into the, all of. The, it's like this performing arts. World that I'm getting courted into, man, and uh, now I'm assistant director on the Broadway revival of Oklahoma. That's my next gig, man, and uh, and and I'm moving in those tacos, man.
0: Is the Oklahoma kind of like the same Oklahoma that I seen on uh, what is it? Uh, What was that? What was that TV show on HBO with uh,
1: your girl? Uh, Oh yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, they was doing the black version of the Oklahoma. Uh, It was like all black Oklahoma, but this this Oklahoma. it's like a new revival of it. And the director just like, Daniel Fish, man, he just really turned that thing upside down, man. And it, it really blew my mind, man. And
2: uh, I saw a new, a new Black version of Oklahoma recently and it had uh, Tom Hanks, am Hathaway in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I believe Clive Owen was in it. It was the new Black version. It was directed and put together by Lynn manuel Miranda, though.
1: <laughs> so what did I miss? What did I miss? Damn, it got shady in here. Man. Like, is a treat this girl. And I don't think it was the black, black version, it, man.
0: It was, it was Chet Hanks, wasn't it? It was Chet Hanks. It
2: might have been Chet Hanks. It was that, it was that new black version of, of Linda L. Miranda, Oklahoma. It's
4: that boy not?
2: Somehow, somehow, his crayons are a lot lighter than the ones I used in school.
3: Mm. His,
2: his brown seemed to be like yellow, more towards yellow. It's like, wait, wait hold on. Like, if you sit in class and you're like... Hey, man, did did your mom buy these crayons at the Dollar Tree? Because these should say the right colors. (laughs) Maybe he colorblind. Maybe they just forgot to test him that day. He he was sick that day when they when they gave him the number and was like, "What number you see in these colors?"
1: Uh, Well, you know, Tom Cruise is the Last Samurai. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, that that was tight.
2: That might have been direct. That might have been written by Lin Manuel Miranda.
1: You know, it's not a bad strategy, bro. Honestly, no. I, think, I think that's my next move, man. I'm just going to be that black person who only writes for white people. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. black...
2: Sound th- like you trying to be a black billionaire.
1: Exactly. Exactly, bro. But then it'd be like... See, they want all these unique voices from black artists. You know what I'm saying? But they want black artists to just, like, write about black people. But, you know, black people know white people, too. We could do exactly. that, too. You know, and wait to see our version. What you talking about? It's it's it's, it's Lin like Manuel Miranda writing for you know to Hathaway. I mean you know, and we call it a uh, Hollywood swinging. something, you know, like just 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 some black ass shit. for white people.
2: You call me when you need when you need a middle aged, uh, balding husky dude to come in there. You got me,
1: bro. I. I- after kicking it with you in New York back in two thousand and eleven, I I will never caught you for anything,
4: bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I was like, God, a time, <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs>
0: brought, a, brought a desk from a, across the, the five
2: burrows to the apartment. Yeah, that desk saw every burrow before it made it to that apartment because we had a long night that night. That's the craziest thing. I found the desk early and somehow it made it back to the apartment where we got back at like five in the morning
1: never again
4: uh, never again bro.
2: man the crazy thing is i was so tempted to take it on the airplane ask Jared; like it would still go through my mind when the taxi pulled up like i mean if we could put it in a trunk, jerry what do you
3: think, <laughs> I, don't think I, don't it,
2: know.
0: I think that would have been fun yeah. I, I didn't want to miss the flight i was hung over so i was just like yeah, whatever nah, we can nah, do nah. to make sure we make our flight And well, nice.
2: if, if i would have known they was gonna hire the tsa agents that uh that basically was just happy to have a job and not care about working the job, we could have brought the desk. Mm. Um, Probably. Tragedy. Man, those TSA agents must have been the ones working when they hopped on those planes on 9-11. I mean, you don't understand, Dalek, they didn't do shit. Mm. They didn't check our shit. We went in with keys and everything in our pockets. They said, just go.
1: Keys, like, 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 okay. Uh, No, not the keys. Okay, Uh, okay, okay. uh, Real keys, keys to open doors. Y'all was moving bricks. I <laughs> that y'all had a whole mission when y'all came to New York.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you for opening your house to us in New York and allowing. Nah, nah, it was it was legendary,
1: bro, epic.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so you got a new project coming up. Um, I know you mm-hmm. did Spirit Trials. Um, I, I saw that it was a really cool show. You did the, the you expanded it from being a one man show to actually having yeah. a, a, a full it's like an ride. ensemble.
1: Yeah, we really, I mean. We kind of recreated it for 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 six bodies actually, and uh and premiered it right before um COVID man. So we premiered it February twenty twenty. You came to that man. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um and um, but I think things are opening back up, and I think it'll have a, a life of its own. And um after going through COVID man. Everybody used to be like so tight with theater things. They're like, oh, we can't film it and and stream it and put it online, man. But I think now we're realizing that just gains your audience more. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to like kind of like Hamilton, man. We're going to make sure that we have that film version of it so that it could get out. In the world, if you can't uh, attend to that person, because the the in person thing is always going to be a different experience, and especially coming after COVID, man, um, I'm really intentional about how we shape that space. So, so that's the that's the next thing, and then um and then also um so the thing is so spirit trials, uh, tri step trip, which is the ensemble piece, and um and now adapting history, man, uh, it, it's a it's like a Mr. Rogers meets a uh, Public Enemy. Um, oh, wow. you, know, you know what I'm saying, um, and it teaches American music through history, American history through music. All of these works are related, so they're like uh, I call it the trilogy, and it's a it's a trilogy of work, man. And uh, and that's so you know one is a solo play, two is a ensemble musical, and the third one is a film. So, um, mm-hmm. so those that that's, that's that's what's on the horizon, man. Been working on that pretty much for the last six years, man. Put all those three projects together.
0: Yeah, what was the most enlightening or the, just the most uh, fun and fulfilling component of putting that piece together?
1: So one of the reasons we got we got like uh, you know we got money from UCSD, from UC Davis, um, from um, from the State Department, uh, um, basically to like because that was a that was also adapting history was also like a solo play at first, and they was like you know what can you do virtually in the time of COVID. And, you know, it being called adapting history and being about history and that we're living through history. I was like, okay, like, what can we do? You know what I'm saying? But I know it's important right now. So even though I'm sure this year was hard for all of us, you know, like I felt like I needed to rise to that challenge of like speaking about how we adapt through history. And so I think the best part of it, man, I was in Sacramento for most of the pandemic, man, but the way that the community came together, my Sacramento folks man, that I've known for years, that I grew up with, we all got together and said, and used all of our resources. my boy Amadeo, who runs um, this by Darling Aviary in, in Sac, y'all should come through if y'all ever are in Sac, it's right across from the Golden One Center, it's a nice rooftop joint, but he's got this whole community uh, around them and we were able to film at the Guild Theater, thanks to you know ex mayor Kevin Johnson. Um, and so you know, like we were, we were able to like just like pull family together people who know me for years, people who know me from the days of my first rap album, Dual Consciousness, in 2007, you know what I'm saying? To so just be like, we want to support this and we want to be a part of this. And just to see everybody come together like that was beautiful, man. And I want to keep yeah. doing things like that, you know?
0: You know, in the research and doing that piece, because, you know, yeah. like,
1: Black music,
0: yeah. Black history, American yeah. history, like, are all intersect. Uh-huh. They all are all in the same fabric, right? So yeah, what did you learn in... And and doing that project that like you know uh, opened your eyes or was something that you had, didn't really know in like the way you know music and Black history, yeah.
1: um, yeah. really, you know you know grown into you know into what it is today. I mean, for me, you know, I come from a hip hop perspective of sampling. So basically, you got to use the past to create the new yeah. thing. You know, but but as I went down the history. I'm just realizing in a different way. We've always kind of been sampling, and we've always been trying to like reinvent what's what's come before and, and to this era. So um, so it just became a big metaphor for me in terms of just like not only uh, not only how we how the music adapted, but like how the people adapted. And um, I think in this country where um, black people, African people, lost everything, the fact that we still retain this art form that like spread across the globe and is undeniably infectious that we were still able to maintain that I think it just testifies to the power of like damn they try to crush you and it survived the shit still survived and it survived through sound and I think that's just something that um I don't know man you know like I always hear like oh I heard like man all these, all these people, all these young black folks, all these young black kids, just they just wanna do music. They just, all, everybody's a rapper these days, blah, 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 and having a problem. But this is our culture. This is what we do. This is what we do exceptionally well. And I wanna be proud of that and not stigmatize it like, oh, y'all, y'all could be doing something else. Nah, man, we doing what we've always been doing and that's how we survive. So. You know,
2: the, the first sample happened uh, back in the day with Paul in the Bible. <laughs> Mm. That was the first sample because he was mm. the first hip-hop artist because he changed his name to Sal. Mm. That's what
1: I'm saying, man. That's what they was doing. They was taking the verses from the yeah. Old Testament and flipping them in a new context. But that's what we always do. So, you so, know, it right. is something.
2: Exactly, we're doing That's Exactly, yeah. Doing.
1: Spitting yeah. verses. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. I used, exactly.
2: I used to spit verses all day to keep me on. You, wanna, you want to bust one right now? Man, nah, I bust one, man. This is my favorite one. Okay. This is my favorite verse right here. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. When I go out and sin tonight, I'm still good. Boo. Hey, Erica Badui. That was real game, my nigga. Cut that out.
0: And so I noticed, you know, in in that play, you played a couple different, you know, characters. Who was Uh the most difficult one to channel that inner character slash do the makeup for?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you saw Maddie, you know, saying that was, that was, that was my, um, you know, my, my home girl. Um, but, but I mean, she was, I, I loved her makeup. She was bad as fuck. I was looking in the mirror, like, Damn,
2: like oh, I really look like,
4: like a beautiful <laughs> 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 no,
2: looking in the You just looking in the mirror like, damn, I got to get her Instagram handle. For real, bro.
0: <laughs> hey, you should have created your own Instagram for her. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, uh, that's, I mean, that's the a the good idea. For that's a good idea, bro. You get different Thanks.
0: IG. Shout out sponsors. You get different IGs for bro. different characters.
1: Bro, that, oh, all right. All right. Shout out. Yeah, man. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, that, that's, that's. That's a jam. That's a jam.
0: Is you, you you do the Mahdi makeup and go and you audition for one of these Lin-Manuel Miranda plays, you'll be the blackest motherfucker in it. <laughs> like she could have fit into the
1: heights real quick, bro.
4: She's like, we got some.
1: We uh, need Mahdi. He need Mahdi in his life. We all need Mahdi in our life, like, man. Oh, man yeah bro so that was you know that was that was a little challenging it was fun man. I mean I still I know I know I don't got a character down. I, actually I know I, I can't do anything really well until I could freestyle until I can improvise it. So, so with everybody, man, you know, I could just, I, I, I'll i just drop right into Steve and just talk like that. But with Marty, like I, I gotta really practice that shit and really like sit down in the mirror and get that right because I don't want to get it wrong. So um, so, so that's that, that was our hardest one, but, but I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, bro, it was really hard for me to not just like, Keep that makeup on and and go to the club and start tricking niggas. I really want <laughs> you, to- you don't want to
4: do that.
2: To, <laughs> some, some niggas on how to act. <laughs> Make sure you take security team with you. And, you know, take care of like, Look, man, it's a joke. Here's the release. You don't have to sign it. You don't have to sign it. I nothing will get out. Don't shoot. Don't start shooting up here. They'll, they'll start. Yeah. You fool the wrong person. Next thing you know, that club looks like
1: Juneteenth. I won't go too far. I won't to go too far. I just want to. I just want to fuck with their heads one time. Well, yeah. I mean, come on, it'll, look it'll, look like
2: June te- it'll be looking like Juneteenth at Lake Mary.
0: Dalek, like, where, where can people find your work if they want to look? Yeah, your work, find your
1: stuff. Uh, www. You can see kind of, you know, that that everything's you know coalesce right there man and all my work on my projects is there music uh plays and this film and other stuff that i'll be coming with in the next few years bro i just graduated man and i'm coming out Congratulations. thank you man thank you bro so it uh it all feels possible right now man and um i got a lot of uh, exciting projects on on the horizon, man. So, uh, so just stay tuned on. Um, they always posted up.
2: Oh, I got one quick question. Sorry, before Jared transition, your last name, uh, Brathwaite, right? Brathwaite. Yep. Brathwaite. What kind of name? Give me, can you give me some, uh, what is it called when you look at the history of that name?
0: Entomology? Like a, no, that's, that's a word,
2: that's a word, but yeah. A
1: genealogy? Maybe. That's another great
2: name. Man, see, you over here with rocking a great name. You ain't got, mm-hmm. like, a plain last name like me, man, so mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about this last name. Well, my,
1: my dad is from Trinidad, but every Brathwaite I know is from Barbados. Um, so, like, what's his name? The Weekend? no 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 party next door is a brathwaite oh, okay you know, like they all got like roots to the Caribbeans and then somehow it just goes to, to Barbados um I've been looking up the history too and because I I actually want to do a, a like a like another like this might be kind of like an offshoot of adapting history yeah. It's it's gonna be called the weight of history and uh and it's gonna be me like kind of like going to different places in the world and trying to find the ancestral root of that name, which is a slave name, some Scottish yep. dude, and I'm gonna find that motherfucker. I'm asking for reparations.
4: Yeah, and that nigga owe me
2: five dollars. You remember uh, in Lovecraft Country? Exactly. Exactly.
4: Yeah.
0: The family with the magic. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh <laughs> let's transition. Uh Let's transition <laughs> some <laughs> news real quick. Some news. It was passed. Juneteenth is now a federal holiday in the United States of America Uh to commemorate the slaves in Texas who were free, but not freed or knowingly free, um, two and a half years after the 1962 Emancipation Proclamation by your boy, that poll white Uh trash, Abraham Lincoln.
1: Uh Um, Uh
0: So, uh, (laughs) what do you guys think about Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday? Does it does it you know make you feel empowered um does it uh you know saying give you hope or does yep. it just reopen the understanding that there's still much more to be done
1: uh, uh, for me personally i'm I'm with the latter man, you know what I'm saying like it's equivalent to me of them like deciding to take down the statue of like robert e lee or any other confederate soldier whose only you know accomplishment was to rebel against our country in order to maintain slavery you know what i'm saying so i'm like if you know people are like man what you know it's just symbolic or whatever but it these These things were put up in the first place to make us forget, you know, what's like what we're really dealing with, you know. And so anything we could do to like serve as a reminder for me, I'm my ultimate goal is like, you know, black folks, I don't you know, uh, to be honest, I don't think we're ready for it yet. But I think, you know, we we as a people in this country need to get a form of reparation. That allows us to repair on our own terms, which is something we never got the opportunity to do. And so, I think it brings us one step closer to that dream because, because we ain't we ain't gonna stop making white people feel bad for any, any, you know, any violation of, uh, uh, of racism, any tinge. You gonna get? I don't care what you say, uh, whatever you know. Like, what was that dude from the L.A. Clippers or whatever? Uh, uh, that, Donald Sterling, bro, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you say about black people. I want reparations. Until you get us that, we're going we gonna to be on the he
2: got, he, got, he got the best reparations. He talks shit and got an extra $2 billion in his
1: pocket. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. That's what I'm saying, man. I feel like we we end up going for these small victories yeah. because truly what we want is some real repair. And, and I think the Juneteenth thing, you know, it ain't the thing. And I don't want people to start confusing it with the thing just like, electing a black president ain't the thing, but um, it brings us a step closer to hopefully where we need to be now.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I agree, I agree. It's great to get tokens of, yeah. of recognition and appreciation, but still tokens yeah. are tokens, Yeah, you know, saying meaningful action and, yeah. you know, institutionalized forms of uh, recognition and mm. reparations would be yeah. great. And yeah. that's one thing that you didn't hear in that Tony B. Conscious clip where he called it coonteenth. Yeah. He okay. was, he was, that okay. was one thing he was saying. He's like, "No, nah, we need reparations. Fuck Coon okay. Teeth. I want okay. reparations. Con- contextually, <laughs> you in line with what that brother was, uh, was talking about. So you might want to
2: start calling it Coon Teeth if you, we're
1: <laughs> But, about. Uh,
0: AG3, what about you? What is your take on Juneteenth?
2: You know, I'm going to follow Dalek like with everything he said, except uh, I'm going to put my little take on it. You know, I think everything he said and what you said have been absolutely truth and right. I agree. I've been, I've been one of those people hollering that from since 2008 when Obama first got elected. Like, okay, this is good. This is a nice step in the right direction. We ain't one shit, but it's a good step in the right way. I will say this, though... Um, as far as it being a little nice little token, a nice little carrot, man, man, I think it was disrespectful that they put it in the middle of the summer. But I guess it fell in the, it's just so funny how the how the, how the chips fly knowing how many black people work in the education system and we ain't going to get no paid holiday a day off because it's after school's out. You know, it's a federal holiday. So it's the same as like Memorial Day, things like that. Man, fall in the middle of summer. I ain't going to help me at all as far as work. But I do agree with everything else he's said.
0: I think it's interesting that they would um... – that they would make it a national holiday. I know a lot of people were critical of the fact that we're willing to make it a national holiday, but then there's this big pushback against critical race theory. So it's a disjointed form of, you know, saying acknowledgement for Black people. And then I think that's one of the challenges and one of the unique things about the United States is that you have, you know, every state has its own sovereignty to a degree. There's a lot of states that are pushing back and not wanting to have critical race theory taught to their kids so we can learn and grow from. You know, what I'm saying the uh, foundations of our country and its racial, cultural, and economic past, uh, and and how a lot of things that we take for granted today were, you know, put into motion and built into um, the systems and the and the forms of, you know, what I'm saying social understandings and and mores that we have today. I find it interesting that we have a token holiday, but we're also pushing for these these forms to, you know, better educate our youth, to better educate all the youth. Yeah, that's um, all I'm saying, that, the, that form is to them. better educate
2: everybody, yeah, better, our
0: youth. Well, yeah, our youth, well, the thing is, is that when, when you have a uh, subjected class or an oppressed class that isn't even able to learn about itself, and it, so it's, a lo- it's even more lost, um, you know, saying you give them, you know, less direction. Like, the, the, we're already very much so a lost uh, ethnic or racial group in this country because of our history being so, um, you know, stunted. And then when we tried to grow within the country, it's been stunted by other, you know, violent acts throughout the years uh, in in our formations. So like mm-hmm. we've been stunted over and over again. And, and there's such a gap between our our cultural, you know, what I'm saying, uh, continental history um, that you have a group that is just, you know, saying lost in 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 a in a abyss of consumerism, and is easily malleable to this consumerism, to this 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 idea of what it is to be a capitalist in this country. So, I think being able to hopefully gain that education would give us a new compass by which we can then move forward. You know, instill our own values and, and achieve our own goals um, in, in in future future forms. But, you know, I, I I do agree with many of the people who are very critical of us getting Juneteenth without critical race theory. Um, beyond that, it would help everyone else in our country learn so much more about you know what I'm saying the racial components to our, our our country and how it played a major factor in the economic and social cultural structures that are alive and thriving today. And the impacts that race and that race, critical race theory would give them, would allow us to be more woke slash, you know what I'm saying, not you know, take advantage of forms of privilege or blindly, or, 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 you know, saying fall into Karen Karenisms or fall into, you know, what I'm saying stereotypes that are, that are, d- uh, degrading to your own people because you understand the critical ways that this racialized country, you know, I'm saying played on those things and instilled those things even in the people who are the oppressed and the abused to, you know, what I'm saying inherently, you know, what I'm saying think our ways of validating yourself when maybe it's not the way to validate yourself. So, Pedro, what you think? You hear nothing you said. Oh, we so we talking about Juneteenth,
2: Father's Day.
0: Yeah, he over there, he got the red light on me. He about to do that. What you have to do that. Uh, that silhouette challenge right there, bro? He, about right. To
2: do day, he about to do his Father's Day biscuit and a blowjob challenge. This uh, how this how I know. Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> this how I Pedro a grandfather. Even he looked like my grandparents' house in Stockton, California. It's so dark in there. <laughs>
2: so dark that it, that when a, when a light finally shine, if it goes through a color, it just make the whole house seem red or purple. Yeah,
0: yeah, he got that Bill Duke filter on right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I should shut Duke this Duke. door, my bad. No, you know, I Juneteenth, it. what about it? What happened? We were just talking about like how do you feel about
0: Juneteenth being passed as a federal holiday?
3: I don't feel anything about it. They uh it's just a clown show for a bunch of negroes to twerk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you get to write it off in your taxes if you get beat up by the police on Juneteenth?
3: <laughs> you need to. Give that would make me feel a little better. Negroes would be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Go spend it all <laughs> at
2: Charlie's Girls 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 on Florence.
3: Hey, if I can get $15,000 off of Cadillac, I'm all with it. Come on. <laughs> hey, they should. <laughs> all right, now, if
0: they create a Juneteenth Day sale or Juneteenth uh, Day weekend sale, like they do Fourth of July, or then maybe maybe we've made some progress, okay? It's like, if you Negro on the Juneteenth holiday weekend, if you got your black card, you get an extra 25% off everything.
2: You know? Yeah, how you gonna prove it? What if you What if you white passing, but you black? <laughs> Is, do you, what happens then, Jared? Well, they got discounts
0: you, off police ass whoopings there, so you know what I'm saying? I think that they already, they already maximized their discounts.
2: You can't well, reverse discriminate them, Jared, and say, that's like saying, man, the darker people get the cheapest, get the cheapest, the best deals on Juneteenth.
0: Juneteenth is the one time of year where the people, the darker you are, the better it is to be dark.
2: <laughs> then you're going to you go get some fools out there standing in the sun for about a month up into June. You're going to get some bodybuilders. You're going
0: to get some of them bodybuilders out there looking like they darker than <laughs> <some of> the <laughs> bodybuilders who put all that damn bronze and, and dark uh,
2: uh, oils on so they get real dark. They're going to be
0: looking like Rachel Dozelle. Yep, I'm telling you, man. Rachel, Rachel How did Rachel Dozelle
2: celebrate Juneteenth? You know, you over here asking all these serious questions. That's the question that this show should be trying to answer. That's yeah. the, you know, Jared. That's what the real question we should be trying to answer. How did Rachel Dozal celebrate Juneteenth?
0: Fan mail, fan mail from at the with the a underscore quarter on Instagram. He writes us. LaMelo Ball just won Rookie of the Year. I recall y'all saying LaMelo Ball wouldn't cut it in the NBA. Speak on it. AG3. What do you yeah. say about that?
2: I don't know why he won Rookie. He, he, he looked good. He didn't play enough games. I don't know how he won Rookie of the Year, Anthony Edwards did. And how hard was it to not win Rookie of the Year? Did you see the all-rookie team? They, they made two all-rookie teams. I knew four names on that shit. I knew four names on it. I'm like, dude, these people are even in the league. It looked like the, the, the all-ricky team looked like the roster of who's working uh, the car wash on, on, on West, and, uh, West and Slauson. Like, I don't know who half the pools are. So how could you not win Ricky? One, the Ricky of the Year should have probably been Anthony Edwards. He played every game, unlike LaMelo Ball, who missed a big chunk of the season. Or Tyrese Halliburton was probably should have been second Ricky of the Year. Mellow ball was just flashy he was fun to watch though I'll give it up he was fun to watch he did have an impact it wasn't just all flashy he had an impact I'll, I'll risk he has a good future and to answer my boy uh quarter quarter what was it quarter black was that the name of the the no, quarter the, the, the quarter the quarter black okay uh to announce the quarter black. Yeah, that's a good Twitter handle, man. That should be, you know, I'm going to make a Twitter handle and a podcast that's all all i talk about is black quarterbacks in college and pro football, the quarter black. All right, that might just be my own pro football podcast. Welcome to Aaron Grayson and the quarter black. And then then I got to make sure you always have three white guys call in on that show. So that way (laughs) you stay a quarter black. (laughs) And so, uh, no, I didn't think he would be that good. So to answer this question, he's right. I didn't think he would be that good because his shot, what he did in the Australian League, But he played pretty well. He played pretty well. Uh, He looked good. I don't think he should have been rookie of the year because he just missed so much of the season compared to Anthony Edwards. Uh, I will say his impact was big, though, because he had his team in the playoffs before he got hurt. So I will say that. But it wasn't that many rookies. I mean, that's an award that's like used to be a good award to win Mm -hmm. because you were entering in with a lot of rookies with a chance to win it. Right. But now it's just like every year, you know, it's going to come between the top two picks, top three picks. That's it.
0: The all rookie team was uh, Tyrese Mm. Halliburton, your dude, Aaron, the high young fella, Mm -hmm. Uh, Jay Jay Sean Tate, Isaac Okoro, Isaiah Stewart, who came on strong at the end of the season for what team? uh that the the pistons when they started tanking
2: yeah
3: come on man um, yeah so they you, started
2: tanking that they <laughs> really come on strong at the end of the year or they were tanking to the point where are he, like hey he man started, he started he started as many minutes he was
0: averaging a double double when he was getting started at minutes who so, doesn't yeah. average a double double on the pistons dude well, uh,
3: well there's yeah, a lot of weak that's Negroes. True.
1: thank you that's
3: true but no he was playing good TV. he was challenging everything he was trying to you can see he was he was a hustler
1: Yeah,
2: thanks okay. uh, i'm you. a
3: hustler baby sound yeah, like if the league if the league from
2: track 14 still so will be one of the people working at the car wash who else um the
0: then you had the uh then you had Sadiq Bay out of Villanova um, That sound he, like my truck has, dealer name he has some good ones he has some good games. uh Patrick Williams Desmond Bain Emmanuel quickly um and then you had lamella ball and Anthony Edwards now obviously <laughs> I can see the argument I can see
2: like a bunch of sound like a bunch of goddamn Batman villains, Jerry. <laughs> I, I a understand bunch of Batman that. villains. You name it a I bunch had, of goddamn, I, so goddamn like Batman Aaron, villains.
3: So like Aaron, I had no idea who those people were. No, they after after I didn't shoot like like Aaron says. So the first with the first team. I knew Anthony, Halliburton, uh Lamello. No, only no I only know three. Take that back. <laughs> anthony edwards mellow uh Halliburton. uh i guess the isaac character but he wasn't on the first team was he uh isaiah stewart no him. no i, I don't i'm talking. not
0: certain but he was a mcdonald's all america who played at washington for i believe one season and then came out in the draft um but is a 250 pound power forward six nine six ten um, so you know he, he's he's a good player. He came on strong at the end, and that's the thing I'll say about Lamella Ball is that Lamella Ball started out the season um, on the bench and outplayed played his way onto the starting ro- into the starting lineup and was productive enough and impactful enough to where he was like head and shoulders in the lead at the beginning of the season because of the amount of playing time he was getting and the impact he was having to have his team contending. And uh, just just uh, just answer to answer the quarter, um, I actually wanted the Warriors to draft. Uh, Lamella ball, because remember I said I would love to see the circus show and see what happened. When we had three starting high yellow fellas, the Splash <laughs> Brothers, the high yellow fella brothers, all in the perimeter, and what they could, what he could do to, uh, you know, expand Klay Thompson, extend Klay Thompson and Steph Curry's career potentially as the main ball handler and as the best passer in this class. Um, and it didn't happen. They got James Wiseman, who got hurt and had a subpar season. So you know, we'll see what happens. Now, Anthony Edwards, as the season wore on, he became more and more of an impactful player. And um, if you were to look at the top end production of Edwards versus LaMelo Ball, I can see why you would think Anthony Edwards should win. Um, The only issue is that Anthony Edwards, it took a couple months for him to really get in the swing of things and really start Becoming that impact player um, that kind of started started becoming the man for his team in many respects. Would I have voted for Anthony Edwards? Yes, but LaMelo Ball, because he started out the season so well, I see why they gave it to him. I understand, but I, I could easily have seen it going to Anthony Edwards. No, um, oh, you
3: can't. I don't like production at the last months of this season like Aaron. You need to show some effort. Yeah, yes. but but
0: but if he's winning games for you, he's he's he he single handedly kind of carried them. He's shutting down at the end of the season. I yeah. know, but but as a rookie, he's out there. He's dropping forty points in thirty points in a game, forty points in a game. He's also he was also rebounding. He was getting some assists. He was he had a twenty game steal streak or something like that. He had like twenty straight, twenty one straight games where he got a steal um, in the middle of the season. So he was he was becoming impactful all around, and I think that's what was kind of cool about Anthony Edwards. He was the the most productive rookie player all around. By the end of the season the thing is is that he didn't start doing that until about two two and a half months into the season where he started really taking hold of i got the speed of the game down i've learned how, how like to he like, did it
2: sooner than, than than those fools you named me for detroit oh those no those those guys
0: were definitely you know what i'm saying last two months of the season guys last month of the season for isaiah stewart in particular um you know for sure um tyrese halliburton was kind of similar to anthony Edwards, i think he it, it took him a few months to kind of get in the swing of things, and then he finally started getting more run and actually starting, um, right? He started yeah, starting at the end of the season? I think he
2: – no, no, no. The, uh, he did. He started starting earlier in the season. He was balling yeah. earlier in the season. But yeah. Their problem was they got a stupid coach that don't understand rotation. Like, mm-hmm. he was – he probably was the most ready for the start, and he was balling early. But, yeah, he he was just – Luke Walton didn't know what the fuck he was doing with the rotations, man. He kept changing. He kept he kept playing Buddy healed who just had an awful year and was not good at the end of games this year?
0: Shout out to uh, Luke Walton. Sponsorship, come on our show. Let's talk about some coaching strategy.
2: He's
3: too complex. That's all right. You know, I was rooting for Luke Walton, but they was talking about he's calling his basketball—I guess what do they call that? Uh, IQ. Cadence is like he's uh, like he's calling football plays. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody understood the offense. You, you hear it, uh, multiple interviews players talk about that. It's just way too complex.
0: He's out there running that uh, Mike Nolan defense when they didn't have any kind of in-person OTAs to install any of the shit he was trying to call <laughs> last season for the Cowboys defense, why he got fired halfway through the season, because he had the motherfuckers he he had that uh who was the other bro- the brother uh the 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 the, two, the twin brothers uh Rex Ryan but but remember uh, Rex Ryan and then um Rob Ryan oh, was yeah. out there having fools Rob starting Ryan. yeah having everyone start up at the line of scrimmage and then right before the snap running back to their positions for coverage having fools move around trying to confuse the quarterback and niggas was just out that of was position. Rob. <laughs> no. That was Rob Ryan. But that was Rob Ryan.
2: No, and then Rex Ryan was doing stupid shit because remember, he basically had packages that people only played on. So like mm-hmm. there were certain blitzes. There were people you put in only when they blitz, right? So everyone knew what the hell they were going to do. This no, no like, Rob
3: Ryan was doing the same thing in New Orleans. You, you remember remember when they got oh, toasted? Yeah, he was. was putting yeah. In a, dude, the commentator's like, oh, 99. The commentator was actually acting like Tony Romo. They knew what defense was coming. And I forgot what team it was, but they flamed them up because they knew every gap they were going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So they just <laughs> countered it. It, went, it was so pack. bad. Did someone on the Cowboys see
2: that teacher where he had packages with certain people? He only did certain things with certain people. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. That was probably Rob Ryan or Mike Nolan yeah. last year. And Mike <laughs> Nolan, had he had a bunch of new guys on that defense, a young secondary uh, unproven secondary, uh, subpar defensive line, and he was trying to run multiple different looks and multiple different defenses that went in COVID times. They didn't have in-person training camps or, or OTAs for, like, that's where you do a lot of your install and walkthroughs and physical walkthrough. And so Fools were, like, not knowing their spacing, not knowing, like, where they had leverage or where they had support from. And so when it got to game time, these Fools just get, lit up 40 points a game.
3: <laughs> so, so that's funny. All the Ryan's blitzed themselves self out the
2: lead. Every, last one, over. Out the lead. Every say, last one of <laughs> them. Every
0: last one of them. Yeah, yeah, you know what? He was, he was the Cowboys defensive coordinator for a season, and I was like, this fool got to go. He was trying to do too much of that shit where fools were moving around before the snap, trying to confuse the quarterback of who was guarding who, and these niggas <laughs> not ready when the ball was snapped to be in position to guard who they needed to guard. Niggas was open.
3: <laughs> it, was, it looked so bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it.
0: Uh, this just then Ben Simmons ain't shit. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, a.k.a. the UPS driver, except for the fact that he hasn't worn out his welcome yet, is still proving that the motherfucker can't shoot. He played 40 minutes the other night and scored eight points, went 4 of 14 from the free throw line, had nine rebounds and six assists or something shit like that. The nigga didn't break double digits in any stat category, only had one steal. So I won't give I won't hear nothing about his defense being so good. He's the most overrated, in my opinion, the most overrated defensive player, defensive player of the year in all NBA history. The motherfuckers want to act like they got a superstar here. The motherfucker ain't a superstar. He's just a high-end defensive player of the year that if he had some balls and was born in America and had some real nigga in him, would be balling at a much higher level than he is. But unfortunately, he's born in some Aussie, 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 oy, oy, oy uh, region of the world, and this motherfucker play like a European.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that was really racist. I don't oh, condone oh, – I don't condone um, – Uh, Ben Simmons slander here. I'm sorry to my uh, African American mixed breed beautiful (laughs) white-skinned folks in Australia for that uh, last statement. Jared Simmons put on, But Ben Simmons is uh, yeah, I think Romani Jones said this. Um, He can be the best. He can be a top five player. He can just shoot the ball. Top five if he just works on that craft. And I totally agree. He would be Today's Penny Hardaway, if he just shoots the ball.
0: If he took 10 layers, he said, I'm going 10 I times where I'm laying it Penn up Hardaway. or dunking it. I'm trying does. to dunk or lay it up at the rim 10 times a game. That's his goal. He should be averaging at least 12 points
2: a game. Scottie Pippen said no. Scottie Pippen and I forgot who else said bit uh, Anthony Hardaway had some of the best handles they ever seen. They say is up there with Isaiah Thomas. And that's why Ben Simmons that he can handle the ball really great. He's a great ball handler. He's a point guard ball handler, but he ain't got Anthony Hardaway Hardaway could break motherfuckers down with the crossover with Liria moves. Ben Simmons ain't got those moves. Anymore. You know, what? I heard
0: this. I heard this. They were asking if uh, other teams were wanting to trade for Ben Simmons, and most GMs said this: "I'd take him home, but I have a dog." Come
2: on, <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons. So, uh, uh, yeah, he. I, I didn't. I didn't see what was so great when he was at LSU either. Think about this, Jared. He did not take LSU to the tournament. How many big mm-hmm. name people who were going first, second round? They at least get their team in a tournament. They might lose in the first round. They might go in as a 12th seed, but they take their team to. He couldn't get his team to any tournament. They didn't even get an MIT invite. Bill Simmons, if he had a little bit better shot, he could be a Lamar Odom type.
3: I think he'd be better than Lamar Odom. At least he's not doing drugs. and Sex drugs are no.
2: station. <laughs> but I'm talking about on the court now. I don't think he. ain't. I think Lamar yeah, Odom. That's has what I'm talking about real. on the court.
3: Lamar, Odo seen the Lamar Odo take sex drugs on the court
2: that's why they call him that's why kenny called him the goods <laughs> but, see, hey my question is this are you gonna draft him on your fantasy team next year jared if i get him <laughs> in like the sixth or seventh
0: round maybe he to take second him in a sixth
2: or a seventh round he was he, your second round pick
0: yeah because he was ranked in the top 25 i had to take him in the second round otherwise i wouldn't have got him And I was like, oh, man, he's a dude who can give me, like, potentially triple-double at any given moment. And this motherfucker was like, you know, some days I'm going to get nine rebounds. Some days I'm going to get four rebounds. Some days I'm going to get seven assists. Some days I might get nine assists. I'm not going to average double-digit assists even though all I do is pass and never shoot. You know what I'm going to do? I'm also going to average eight points a game. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? You should be taking 10, 15 shots a game. And 10 of them should be going at the rim, up at the rim, if not all of them. And you're six foot ten, and you got ball-handling skills to be able to manage. You should be getting to the rim readily and often. You are mismatched. Why are you not going at the rim? That will make team stats stay honest. But no, he's like, man, Doc, Doc Rivers got me playing this. So, you know, I'm just basically an impotent ass defensive player of the year that got ain't gonna do shit. Get Bruce Bowen on the court. I want winners. I want that defense. <laughs> Give me somebody who will play defense. That's just like I know what they're gonna do. And I'm dependent on them to take over at the end of the game when you might need somebody to take over at the end of the game. Because you know what they're gonna do? Double team Joel and be big, slow, goofy ass. You know what they're gonna do? Tobias Harris, you ain't clutch. Don't worry about him. He gonna do the same shit he always do. I want people that wanna win. Try and do that nasty ass pop shot three-pointer that is hit or miss and ain't that tight, or he's going to drive hard at the lane and try and get to the rim. And you know what we can do with that also? Double him, because he ain't a good passer out of that anyways. So you got two motherfuckers that's impotent when it comes to crunch time, and you got Ben Simmons, who could be the difference maker, who ain't ready to do shit. And they I'm start with- fouling him say, so shoot
3: the free throws, weak nigga. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it.
2: <laughs> Dude, you passed up a lot of good people for Ben Simmons. <laughs> George, I shouldn't have. Dude, I shouldn't Harry have. Irvin. Paul Murray.
0: But you know what? Ben Simmons also has been healthy the last couple of seasons. So I was like, I don't want Paul George who's going to get banged up. I don't want Kyrie Irving who's going to get banged up and share time with KD. Rudy and Gobert. I, I would have taken Rudy Gobert had I known what he was going to do this year. Yeah. But I was trying Jimmy to get a point Butler. guard who could do a lot of different things. I would have got Jimmy Butler. I got Jimmy Butler eventually, but I would have got him instead. There's a lot of players That's I could have gotten by, instead of him. My Bio. A lot of players I could have gotten instead of his weak ass. <laughs> Brandon Ingram same thing with AD Anthony Davis soft ass weak ass motherfucking self I should have just drafted me some Luka, uh, Luka. I mean not Luka Dodgers, Uh, Nikola Jokic. I could have got him instead of oh, you his drafted big weak ass. <laughs> just,
2: dude, you, you, you got a draft drafting players who are who who are injury pro. No, but this AD, is like the AD, third AD time finally you drafted AD. Had, AD had a healthy season the year
0: before, and he put up ridiculous numbers last year. And I was like, so you know he ain't gonna do it two years two in a row. Two years he in, in a row. row. Yeah, I, in a row. I, I thought LeBron was taking the pressure off him, and he didn't. He wouldn't have to worry about doing the grunt work to get to those spots to make no, that. And he was gonna hit more threes this year. Remember and then he'll probably like,
2: calf all day all year, motherfucker. So you know what this is? This is you not having the laker experience here or not like we all knew they were hoping that A D would carry the load to help spell a older LeBron. That's that what I thought. Maybe would process. happen too.
0: I thought no. I, I thought I thought they were gonna like play them early on, and they were gonna start taking turns where they would like you know middle of the season blah blah. blah. But mm-hmm. by the end of the season, playoff run, like they would be yeah. running full steam, and, and they both be just balling. And they both got hurt. You know, after my draft, I was looking at my team at the end of the season, and this is what I felt like. This
4: smells like beer,
0: fruity pebbles, and possum piss. That's what my team looked like. It was Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis, high yellow fella asses out there playing like some soft ass little bitches.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, shout out to Fatty's Basketball sponsorship. Well anyways, let's get to a game. I have a game, a Father's Day episode of Crackhead, Coon, or Colonizer. And in today's game, the prize in our Father's Day Crackhead, Coon, or Colonizer is a copy of White Dog. A Samuel Fuller film, White Dog, one of the most controversial American films of the 1980s. Samuel Fuller's White Dog was originally withheld from release in the US and has rarely been seen since. This head on examination of racism remains a riveting and powerful film experience with superb performances and a brilliant score by the great Ennio Morricone. When a young actress, Christy McNoll, adopts a stray white Alsatian dog she hit with her car, she soon, she soon discovers that the dog has been conditioned to attack any black person on sight. Its only chance is Keys, Paul Winfield, an animal trainer focused on breaking the dog's behavior and finding, finding a way to eradicate, eradicate its vicious instincts. An acclaimed and daring late career highlight for its director, White Dog amply demonstrate, demonstrates Fuller's clear eyed intelligence, impassioned humanity, and filmmaking dynamicism. Unavailable in the UK for decades, the Masters of Cinema series is proud to present its premiere in the new dual format Blu ray and DVD edition. So, you guys, we got it on Blu ray. Got it on Blu-ray, right? It's on. Oh, it got Blu-ray God. masters. It's the Masters of Cinema series number eighty-one. This is this is limited edition, bro. It came all the way from the UK. Okay, <laughs> white dog. So there's something to win here. There is something to win here. All right, we're doing a fe- special Father's Day edition of Crackhead Coon or Colonizer. So I'm gonna put out there a name of a famous father. It could be a fictional character or an actual person and I need to know, mm-hmm. is this father a crackhead, a coon, or a colonizer? First one. Darth Vader, crackhead, coon, or colonizer? AG3. Sorry. That's a tough one,
2: man. Man, because you got so many different iterations of Darth Vader, uh, and, and it got really fucked up once once George Lucas decided to make them prequels. I'm gonna go with a, a beginning Dark Vader and say he's a colonizer, because he was trying to take over, take over the the universe, and and then he was still a colonizer because he threw the Emperor off the off his chair through a hole. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's my bet. My bet is, is colonizer.
0: All right, all right. Pietro, how about you? Darth Vader, crackhead, coon, or colonizer?
3: It's not. This is not a question. This is basically. He's a colonizer. He's always been trying to take over the universe. Okay.
0: okay.
3: I agreed on everything out there trying to trying to free themselves. <laughs> they didn't know how to be free. Yeah, I'll I will be say he, he he was a sim in those prequels. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm gonna go off the original, so I'm gonna say he's a colonizer. <laughs> Darth Vader is.
0: colonizer all right both of y'all good, right, good, good, good job one. good job all righty all right our next one crackhead coon or colonizer father ted cutty corner shout outs cutty corner shout outs cutty corner shout outs is the same way on the show on where you get a chance to rant complain about something that's pissing you off or that just has been going crazy cutty corner shout outs Cutty Corner shout-out. It's it's time. It's time. It's time. We're cutty
4: Corner. We're back.
2: Hey G3, do you have a cutty corner shout out? I do. I do. Now, uh, it was funny. You know, it's funny. When I, I put my cutty corner shout outs together, when I really put it together, I like, you know, I start writing a little early. I start thinking about, for most of them, there are some times I totally forget and thank God I'm coming to it straight off the dome. But There's sometimes I'm prepared. I thought about like a list of things I have through the week that I really, you know, bothered by. Um, And things like this. Uh, And then it's funny how like one, just one night of searching the internet, not even searching, just looking for a particular something and then coming across something else, changes all of that. Changes every last bit of it. Um, And like, so I had this whole thing ready to go about, you know, about uh, dentists and pharmacies and diabetic issues, things like that. And it was good. It was, I was ready to roll with it. But then guess what? Something popped out something popped up and it was, so uh, this, one, this one goes out to the hypocritical people of this world who like to jump on different woke subjects and knowing how to, you try to use that woke subject, but not remembering that, you know, in this world of, of information, this world of technology, in this world of sharing your whole life, we have things you said or done just literally weeks before and maybe a month or a month or two before you come out hopping on the next trend. And so my Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods, as you guys know, was uh, Kylie's generous ex-friend until she was found uh, hooking up with Tristan Thompson. So Kylie, of course, had to choose uh, family over friends, blood over water, so she dumped Jordan Woods as a friend. Jordan Woods is now dating Carl anthony Towns. She's a very beautiful young lady. I'll give her that. She's gorgeous. So this week, Jordan Woods came out calling out the over-sexualization of her body. Her exact words was, I can't help my body and people are finding reason to sexualize her. And She said, when I wear like a buttoned up tight top, it's a normal top on people because of my my figure and my curves, it looks a lot more and people are sexualizing it. What she says happens all the time. She said, being curvy, quote, being curvy, a curvy girl Things are going to look more extra, more centralized because of my body. So I can wear a tank top and it can be low cut, but because I have boobs and whatever, it's going to look like more, oh, she's trying to be sexual. I can't help my body. This is the same girl. This is the same woman. I'm going to say girl because that's that's girl way of thinking, right? When you come out and you say things like that, and you're the same one who just months ago did the busted Challenge. Look up Jordan with busted Challenge. She had the most famous one. Tell me, is, is, are we over sexualizing her? Are she putting it out there? This was two days ago when she came out with this saying, I'm being over sexual. Yeah, look up the busted challenge, Sherry. You don't know, want to know what she did last night? Last night, she went out on the see through top. It was totally see through. Everything about the top was see through. Everything. Yes, that's right. You just heard the sound. I just screenshot the top because it was a good ass picture, too. And I'll tell you that. But see over here, stop being a hypocrite, people. My Curry Quarter shout out goes out to
0: uh, Paul Manfred, whatever the fuck his name is, and baseball once again. This week, Carlos Rodon, a uh, star pitcher for the White Sox, or he's become a star pitcher this year finally after being mediocre with high expectations for the last five seasons. But Carlos Rodon came out and said he was at a loss for words because he's finding out that pitchers are being suspended 10 games for using any kind of spider tack or other materials to doctor the balls that were not deemed illegal because the uh, the MLB is trying to crack down on this new scandal. And the scandal is that pitchers have been using all these substances that haven't been determined to be illegal to doctor balls and give them better grip for better spin rate and to, you know, say maximize their ability to be effective pitchers. Well, now the MLB has put out a memo saying pitchers will get 10 games um, for being caught with that stuff or, or being caught using it. Um, and Carlos Rodon just said it's, it's, it's hard to know that a team that we know was actually cheating, uh, the Houston Astros, they were cheating in playoff games, got no suspensions, yet now they want to come down hard on pitchers who are doing something that everyone else is doing, everyone's doing it. They want to start giving 10 game suspensions to p- players who are doing something that everyone else is doing. Unlike the Houston Astros, who not everyone else was using camera feeds and other com- communication methods to let people know what was coming uh, down the pipe every pitch. So, um, Manfred, MLB offices and executives, y'all still ain't shit. You're fucking it up once again. I don't understand what y'all think you're doing, but uh, let people use spider tack, that's fine. Also let batters use cork bats. I say let's let's, let's even the playing field. They can use spider attack batters can cork the bats they want, and let's see what happens this season. Let's have some fun. Fuck it, both sides. Everyone can do it. Let's have a season full of cheating. But you can't start suspending people when you haven't suspended teams who actually cheated to win a World Series. There is something wrong with the equality and the equity with how you are balancing the values of that. And that is why your sport is slowly dying. And you've lost the power that you could have had with all the players, and the fans which already was losing power with the fans in the first place because you ain't shit man fred go drink another drink and try and say something in front of a microphone while people are recording you on live tv so we can listen to your drunk ass sound like a goddamn idiot which we all know you are you fucking little oompa loopa goddamn bastard bitch looking motherfucker can't stand your ass you little fake ass chris katan looking motherfucker can't stand your little <laughs> corky romano looking ass motherfucker
2: you know, he had a he. That was the worst day for him. He had to present the trophy to the Dodgers, who were not happy with it before that season started. And it was it was in Houston, or was it in Texas?
0: Dude, he was slurring his speech. Like I
3: just want to congratulate. Wanna
0: yeah, that motherfucker definitely didn't want to be there because he's a fucking idiot and he knows he's fucked up multiple times. A little Freddy Munster looking motherfucker.
2: Do you know what the penalty is, Jer, for uh, before this, when you got caught like using illegal substance on the ball? What? It was 10 games. (laughs) It was 10 games. Someone got caught three years ago and he got suspended for 10 10 games. So it's like, you didn't change anything, dude. You're just gonna, you're basically telling me you're putting in a new rule that's basically you just really gonna enforce the rule that already exists. It's like, you really wanna stop it? You go ahead and make it 20 games.
4: Up, y'all tony b on this freestyle friday today i gotta give you one of my classic joints the most classic joint out of all of the songs all the poems everything i've ever written and what's so crazy is every year for some reason it becomes more and more relevant who'd have thunk it every year it becomes more and more relevant instead of going away it becomes more and more relevant So, because I know that people really wanna hear it, and I'm not gonna be like the rest of these artists, they get in the studio, I call them studio artists, they can get up in the studio and they can make some stuff sound good after a couple engineers and everybody tweak their voice and do everything on it, but a real artist can give it to you right here in your face. So that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to give this to you right here in your face. And I'm giving up permission to anybody who wants to take my audio, if you wanna put beats behind it, if you want to make a remix, if you wanna make a video, put it on YouTube and put video images behind it, I'm giving you full permission. I learned that from KRS-One. The best thing you can do is give people permission to do anything they want with something powerful if it's powerful enough they'll all do something with it so you can also find it on Bandcamp and other places it's called keep on using me taken from the bill withers song by my version let's go <laughs> I was taken from my habitat where I used to chill Brought to America against my will Made to do work, treated like a slave and mutilated when I wouldn't behave. Taught I was inferior, made to believe the knowledge and success I could never achieve. Kept down, kept out of the mainstream while always searching for the American dream. See, so many times I tried to escape to protect my sisters who you used to rape. But I'd always get caught when I tried to run. Shot, burnt, bad, burnt, beaten, and hung. i Got branded like an animal, put in chains. Fed the worst food time and time again. Made it sleep in quarters too narrow and small. And then I'm rather done with no rest at all. See, I built your plantations, built your nice homes. Planted your crops in your gardens all alone. Made you look good in this new world. While my sisters raised your little boys and girls, playing nanny, while your woman sat on a fanny and thinking evil thoughts about my granny. And when all I ever wanted was to be free. So why, why won't they let me be? Let me explain to you why I'm feeling so black and blue. You just keep on using me. Ah, till you use me up. Now, for this country, the one I helped build, I worked in the house and in the field. I worked in the factories and on the farms, planted all the crops, and I built the barns. See, I helped to free you from colonial oppression, and in the Civil War, I showed my aggression in a battle over me that I had to fight when slavery didn't exist both day and night, but I got paid less. As a soldier slept in places that were much colder Fought in every battle, even World War One. Then came back to hatred when I was done it's, I died, it's true, in World War Two. A loyal on our soil, standing proud and true. Which is the reason I can't understand why they considered me three visible man. See, I wanted to go home to Africa, but they wouldn't let me go. Wanted equality, so they gave me Jim Crow. Wanted education and the right to vote, so here you come in your. in your sheets with a gun and a rope, committing hateful crimes, shouting profanity, all in the name of God and Christianity, when all I ever wanted was to be free. So why oh why wouldn't you let me be? You say we're all the same, yet you just keep on playing games. You just keep on using me ah, Till you use me up Why oh why must you be so cruel? Must the black man always be made the fool When all I ever wanted was to be free So why oh why will not you let me be? You say we're all the same, yet you just keep on playing games. You just keep on using me. How oh, do you use me up? Oh, 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 oh. Let me explain to you why I'm feeling so black and blue. You just keep on using me. Oh, do you use me up? Oh, 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 oh. My brother, brother, brother. Ooh. Why you want to turn on me? Hey, hey, hey See, I thought you. Thought you, thought you knew the meaning of equality, hey, hey, hey. you say we're all the same, yet you just keep on playing them games, you just keep on using me, Ah, till you use me up. And now they're using me to get a federal holiday for Juneteenth so that the very racists who hate me can get a day off paid by the government. Wow. They haven't used me up yet. Still using me. That's that piece. I love y'all. Give me up. Leave something in the comments. Tell me what you think. Cash at me. Do something. But I love y'all.
2: Jerry, I hope you leave us something to comment. Tell them keep up the good work. Something. <laughs> Why? Well, how long was that? Eight minutes? I, Sonny Tony you don't make an eight-minute song. An eight-minute and forty-eight-second song, almost a nine-minute song, dude.
0: It was like seven minutes was nine and thirty minutes. seconds because he he took about a minute to talk. And then I oh, I'm sorry,
2: Joe. You still don't make a seven-minute. There are very few songs that are really good that that long that <laughs> I can think of. What about the ah, 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 ah. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was, <laughs> "Man, my boy Tony B." Boy Tony B. doing that acapella, that schlock that rock acapella. Shout out to Tony B. Conscious sponsorship. Uh, we're gonna have to get him on the show one of these days. I love his energy though. As much as we, it is, yeah, yes. as, we as much as we, as we are, you know, uh, captivated by his uh, musical renditions and and poetry. Um, we, you know, it's a uh, his energy is un- un- unrivaled, unrivaled. Shout out to Malski Walski for also uh, uh, handing out kombucha next to him all last weekend. So sponsorship. Oh, boy, Coonteenth, dude. Coonteenth. bro. Co-tenth, bro.